We are back, guys. Welcome to Rankable episode 51. I'm your host, as usual, Jared Thomas, Senior Account Executive at iPool Rank. I have my super co-host to the right, um, best demand generation manager in the game, and best co-host, Garrett Sussman. How's it going, bro? Yo, how's it going? Doing good, man. Glad to see you. Glad to have you as always. And we have a special, special guest today and we have a great topic. So what we want to talk about today, guys, is going to be how to utilize social media for sales and marketing, right? There's a lot of B2B brands out there that are still kind of taking an old school approach of how to utilize social media effectively. And we've got a special guest who is a master at that, right? So he has over 15 years of experience in the marketing industry, has worked for various brands like SAP, Cognizant, Ikea, Digitize, and currently is the founder of Marketing Think Consulting, where he helps companies and execs tell their stories with optimized LinkedIn profiles, customized social media playbooks, and boot camps. So I definitely was, uh, and for those who watch the show consistently, quick fun fact before we introduce Jerry, but uh, he also was the one I got the line from, teach them how to fish and they'll learn yourself fishing pole. So I'm a big fan of Jerry. So let's introduce him, man. Jerry Moran, how are you, brother? Awesome, Garrett. Awesome, Garrett. And then there's like, sort of <laughs> add on to that line. They'll realize there's, you're selling fishing poles, and then they'll buy, they'll buy yours, you know, because you've, you've, you've built up that trust. You've explained how to use it. And then ultimately, it's like, hey, let me buy this because if I got a question, I can ask him or her on the back end and and then buy more and then buy more. So, yeah, it's an, that, that, that's an awesome line. I think that's a great foundation to whether it's social media, mostly B2B, but, you know, it's really content marketing because, you, you know, you look at social Absolutely. media, they're, they're the tracks on which great content run and that's what content's about content marketing's about don't sell me educate me exactly me yeah you hit the nail on the head and it it is so simple but it's so powerful right like you said when you think of it from a sales perspective right the game you don't want who wants to be sold right and there's so many different touch points online today where you can be creative right you don't have to just do the same thing right and we fall into that trap i fell into it where I think of prospects. I think I've even prospected you, Jerry. You might have an old email from me somewhere. <laughs> somewhere it's like, what the heck? But um, man, you look at people as just prospects. They're just names as a way to get quota. And that's that's not the way to do sales, man. Now it's it, you know, it, it there's this concept of push marketing and pull marketing. You know, we, we started talking about that. And, yeah. uh, and there's so many these things get rebranded in so different ways, renamed so many different ways. And SAP, we were we were big about you know the pull and the push. And really, you you want the pull. The, you know what are, what are people searching for? You know, put out the great content as as a sales professional. Put out the great content, they'll find it. Um, and and then you know once you have them, not a fan of the funnel concept, but I get it. And once it gets down to the bottom. Well, that's when you, you you push out a little bit more. That's when you put the emails, but you, you don't send these these crazy emails out exactly. until you got the cred built. And and really, uh, it, it is so hard. But that's sort of the magic. That's that's the magic. If you understand how to write, how to communicate, how to tailor by audience, you're going to surprise and delight a lot of people. So when you send that email, exactly. um, yeah, I just I, I get I get a kick out of people reaching out to me. Hey, send me an email. And I take screen caps of like, <laughs> I use it in presentations. I, I used to have a wall on, I used to have a, a what I used to call the the the, uh, the good, the bad and ugly wall of people's LinkedIn profiles. Cause you know, someone sends you something, what do you do? You go look and say, does this guy or does this woman walk the talk? And it's like, oh my God, look at that. And, I, and it's like, I take a screen cap because we learn by bad examples. So true. How, how do you react to that? I mean, what's your instinct? Because you see like everyone has their different reactions to like the 
awful cold pitch on LinkedIn? Do you educate? Do you kind of like is the instinct to kind of shame if it's really bad? It, do you just kind of like ignore it? How, how do you handle them? Well, I, you know what? It, it all depends on time of day and the mood I'm in. Uh, <laughs> and that's as real as it gets. That's a regular moment. It's like, it's like getting an email from, you know, the prince of Nigeria who wants to sell me something. Uh, you know, and so I'll respond and, you know, just bluntly sometimes. Did you even look at my profile? Did you, do you even know what I do? Because, I mean, hey, you know, you're, you're, we're on the sales game. But if you just take 30 seconds out, and have a have a go-to list of these are the things I'm going to at least do to get an idea of who my audience is and what their pain point is. And once I understand what their pain point is, then I could tell her something. Just pull pull something from my bio and my LinkedIn profile, or you know, or or, or something, or do a little Google search, and then you know, bake bake the cake, and then and then ice it for every individual person. Uh, hey, yeah. sometimes it works. I, I just reached out to someone and I got spanked. You know, it's like <laughs> it's customization email. It's like, all right, no, I, I'm sorry. You know, and, and, and then the response was, you should really spend time um, building one-to-one -one relationships with people. And mind you, this is from someone who has 37,000 LinkedIn followers. It's like, all right, I'm going to call you on that. You know, you're not building one-to-one -one relationships with 30,000 people that are within your you know, so, but you can, you know, as far as baking a cake is what I mean, there's a templatized approach and Absolutely. you may have three types of groups of, of people with whom you work. And then that's it. I mean, that's sort of the pitch. It's, it's, it's an educational yeah. pitch. It's filled with links and all that stuff and facts and which I think everything should be, but you ice it differently, you know, to make it a little more tasty for that, you know, person with whom you're connecting. Absolutely. That, that's the whole approach, right? At the end of the day, you just have to take, the, like you said, 30 seconds, man. Look at a post. Do an audit. I would do an audit of your profile, right? I would go through your last 30 days. What's important to you? What kind of comments? Then I look at how you comment so I can get a little bit of feel for your personality, right? Should I throw an emoji in there when I DM you? Should I throw some LOLs in there? Should we laugh? All that stuff matters, right? And at the end of the day, if I say, hey, man, Jerry, I just saw that you were on Rankable last week, man. I really love the point that you made about social selling. I started implementing it in my own. I would love to chat with you to get some extra feedback because this is what I'm doing now. And just off of that alone, you would consider it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? You know, pro tip, before you send an email and, and do the research, you know, look at that person that you're going to send an email to. Yes. Like a post. Follow them. Don't link into them. I mean, get on the radar. It's a pretty non-intrusive way to start to make an impression. You know, well, yeah, you've done it, Jared, before you yeah. came in to ask me. It's like, oh, who's this Jared guy? Oh, well, sure, I'll do it. Otherwise, yeah. I didn't. I, I wouldn't know who you are, and you said you're, 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 and you're engaging, but you're not being a jerk about it, and and sure. you know, you're sort of being respectful and and standing you know, off a little bit. But hey, you're participating in my game, uh, and sure. you know, got my attention. And here we are today. So absolutely, and that's and that's one thing, Jerry. I love about your website. I mean, you said earlier, like you you have like know who you're going after. So it's very clear. Like you've got your executive teams, you got your professionals, you got your students, where you're helping them out with their LinkedIn, and then you've got these playbooks. How what what do those playbooks look like? Like how how thought out are your interactions like in advance with? your targets like are you planning out months events of like oh i'm going to start this relationship in you know where are we september now but i'm not actually going to try and like reach september. out until december 
Got it. So great. So let take take a step back. What you know? So what the playbooks are? The playbooks are, uh, and I, I just spoke at a digital summit in, in Philly about this. They're um, uh, they 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 hate they help they help you scale your idea. So it really works anywhere. You know, whether it's whether it's a sales play, whether it's uh, an event. So when you're at an event, there's there's a certain way that that you uh, that that you operate with content and social media. It breaks down every single part that needs to be done. So we're not winging it. We're not shooting from the hip. Uh, and the, all playbooks, you know, the, the line I use that got me in trouble uh, with with some people online was, social, you know, playbooks help get shit done. And and so you, it's not a zero sum game every time you meet with someone. It's like here's I've thought through your strategy. I've thought what needs to be done, whether it's for you the client, okay? Because playbooks, you know, work well for 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 clients, but they also work well internally. Or if I'm going to do something, right, my sales team. This is the shit that needs to be done, and and exactly. exactly we can talk about it. But if we if we if we make it more muscle memory, and that's what playbooks yes. do, um, then they you know, we spend more time working on the business instead of in the business. So every time we decided to do anything, you, you don't want to. It's not a zero sum conversation. You'll go crazy. You'll work Saturdays. You'll work Sundays. You know if you do it right, you don't have to work. You know that you want to be smart about it yeah. you know and the smarter you are the higher you know closer to the sun you can sell and that ends up being a, a you know a really good thing personally you know i i build a playbook for every pain point possible so when i you know when i look you know I ran social media globally for cognizant ran it for north america uh, for sap and there's a lot of pain points and yeah, I built the practice in a way where there's governance, there's insights, there's uh, content development, there's channel management, there's executive voice, yeah. employee advocacy. There's a lot to do. You know, this is not about, you know, the, these B2B brands or, you know, or, or, or yeah, any kind of bands, brands hiring someone who's a fresh out of college to say, hey, send up some tweets, send, send up some tweets. No, it's, it's, it's a model. It's an operating model. And everyone has a pain point. You know, at the end of the day. We're trying to get people aware of what we do. You know, whether you're a salesperson, whether you're a marketer, whether you're a CPG company, you want to build consideration, okay? Which yeah. is um, putting out great content. You know, because you're not going to build consideration unless you put great content. And then yeah. finally, start a conversation. You know, so that's it. You know, social and content, awesome. If I can, if I can make it a an SQL, a sales qualified thing, okay? But all I want is a conversation. And, you know, the rest is gravy. You know, we, we tied it into, we built an awesome system when I was at SAP to tie social into pipe. You know, it's like, yeah, because that honestly, it's trying to save my job. And it's like, all right, I have someone who doesn't understand this. Uh, loved everyone I worked with, but it's like, all right, yeah. it's, like, it's any other like sort of leader close to the sun. They don't get it. How do I do this? How can I say that because we did X, we touched a quarter million or a million dollars worth of pipe? Uh, and that's. Yeah, that's and, and how you get there. Well, you get there with all right. You know, I got typically a social media team uh, or a content marketing team is a small team. Yeah. Uh, so you, you you need to scale. So you 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 get the core people in the room, figure out what to do, and then it's just a lot a lot easier to do to make up uh, you know to make a point. So anything I do uh, and and anything you know when I go fishing, uh, you know it's keeping that in mind that all right. These are the things that I can do right now. It's the playbook. It's the it's the profile. It's the personal branding, and it's all behind the curtains, or like the Wizard of Oz. It's yeah. all the dials and and everything to, you know, to make it happen. That hey, it's a, it's a party of two with my company. So it's yeah. myself and my partner. There's only so much we can do, but yeah. 
done this before and I see the field a certain way, these playbooks and the playbook, the concept of playbooks work for you guys. It works for absolutely anybody. Just write the shit down. You know, you know, <laughs> that it needs to happen and pay attention to it and then socialize it, you know, going up the ladder uh, to show people that you have a clue. You, you hit the nail on the head, man. I think I think a good point and something that bothers me about B2B brands, right? I feel like at least on social media, they don't have a personality, right? So I was, I'll give you a quick story. Like, oh, one of my friends, are mentors, he actually owns a store, 70 stores globally, right? And around the time where the Asian hate thing was increasing, I was surprised that he didn't, you know, say something from the brand. And he gave me a valuable lesson. He said, man, that's separate for me. My brand has a personality that's gonna be sun, you know, sunshine and ice cream and cakes and stuff like that, kid friendly, all that other stuff. We can't, you know, miss up or you know, confuse the two, right? So why do you think there's like B2B brands are so boring or they don't have a personality? I have not seen a B2B brand that control social conversation the way like a Wendy's would. Why do you yeah. think that's true? You know, I think um, there's there's a lot of CEOs that are out there. There's a lot of CMOs that are out there mm -hmm. that, are, that are very conservative and command and control. Yeah. And, you know, we, you could easily do an exercise. And, and I've done this exercise with people that you could you could take your social media post, your graphic on social and yeah. take your logo off and put it. You know, someone else is on. I mean, it's a real basic branding exercise, yeah. um, and you'd be surprised how 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 much that happens. Uh, you know, without naming any 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 players, and and I you know to get back to the the, the root of the question, I think it's um, it's too much of a focus on sales. You know, it's yes. not. You know, people people want to harvest harvest the fruit before they planted the seed. Yeah. You know, if you plant enough seeds in the right ways in the right areas, you're going to have this giant harvest at, at the end yeah. versus you know just like well i want it tomorrow so it's just focus on sales um and and it's a good thing but it just needs to be i think repositioned re for sure um, and then you know what leadership at times you know it's driven by leadership it's do as i do as i do as i say yeah. not what is right and yeah. uh, uh and that's that's tough that that, that is tough when you know your content has to be right. There's a cacophony of content out there, which yeah. is my, you know, my very, my favorite saying, one of my favorite sayings, and it's just the same. It's vanilla. It's not targeted, and it what what it is. It's like I checked it off my list. I've got my KPI. That's I put it. out my 26 page white paper this week, or I put out my 10 post. Hey boss, see what I did? And and there's there's too much of that going, you know. And, yes. You know, you, you, you know, the, the, is, is it a content marketing expert? Is it a social media expert? Yeah. Is it a touch point expert? I mean, there's so many different touch points that are out there. Uh, sure. in the ecosystem. So I think that's one of the reasons why from what I have seen and other people with whom I spoke. I, I agree with you 100%. I think the ones that do it really well, like shout out to Chris Walker, Refine Labs and a few other different companies. I think Gong does a really good job. But I think it really, like you said, it comes from the top down. Right. Like we I, I, we need to see you doing it. If you're the leader, we need to see you out there. We need to put your personality out there. You can't be too sales focused. Right. And I, and I say this all the time. Like for me personally, when I started my content approach, I was like, man, SEO isn't the sexiest of topics. Right. And at the end of the day, you know, my boss is the search market of the year. Like, what can I say differently from him? You know what I mean? So how can I differentiate myself? And the one way to do it is like, well, I was 20 years old. I worked at Starbucks and I ended up finding a path to digital sales and look what I've done from here. Right. And now it brings the sales barrier down. 
Now it's like, okay, this is an actual person. And now when I'm in your DM or something, I'm just a regular guy, man. Do you want to grab a beer? Do you want to do this? Do you want to talk shop? We can do whatever you want to do, right? And if it doesn't happen, doesn't mean I can't sell to you tomorrow. Doesn't mean I can't work with you tomorrow. You just have to have that. And I think it's such a focus on metrics, like you said, and BS metrics at that, right? Like personally right now for what we're doing brand wise, I've amassed maybe a couple of hundred thousand views. I can't say what's come to the website specifically, but I know we have an increase in traffic based on what we're doing here. And I know other people, the DMs tell the stories. Yeah, you know, it's better to have a couple hundred thousand views than have 10 views, right? Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And where else can you do that for free? Right, right. For and free. Every, you know, and, and it's not that the views, but there's other things you can do on social. You know, yep. one, one is what I do all the time. I do polls. And yes. polls are like, just a, I, I jumped on them as soon as they came out. Just an awesome place to start a conversation. One, it's how you ask the question, how you throw some context around the question. And right there, um, it, it seems like, wow, that's a great question that this yes. person posed. And so if someone looks at all, I mean, personally, my polls, I'll say, all right, this guy has more of a clue than less of a clue, which, which is great. Exactly. And then they vote, and then I see who votes. Um, and then a lot of people have comments. Which is a what are we trying to do on social when we do this stuff? We're trying to have a conversation, and right. and I go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Um, now that's great as an individual. Now when you you know you go back to that conservative that conservative place, and I know of people that used to run these polls, yeah. and then they decided no, we can't run the polls anymore because we're not really quite sure what you're trying to do or what the message <laughs> that we want to get across. Or what do you mean by that question? It's like you know too much of a command and control, where or people weren't getting that at anywhere. The polls are a good, solid thing. You, you look at someone like, uh, I think it's like InfoSys or TCS. I think yes. it's InfoSys. They get 4,000 votes on their poll. That's an engaged audience. You know, and then, then you know, talk about fish in a the barrel. They're your fish, or that's the barrel, and your fish are those 4,000 votes. And now we start to, like, start have one-on-one -on -one conversations with them, like their stuff. You know, go through and say, all right, this is this person's particular title. He's on the buying team. She's on the buying team. And then there you go. It's a little creativity. But, you know, that's that's the beauty of interactive. Right. It you is. get the data from the user. And now we can use that in a way to leverage that to create more conversations. That's the beauty of it, guys. So if a, a company like Infosys that's using that for 4000 followers and actually engaging with them, they have data about these users that the next company won't have. That's unique to them. Right. Now you got to worry about privacy and GDRP. Yeah, that type of stuff. Uh, but. You know, and, and having conversations are, are fine. Uh, you exactly. Know? And, I, and, I, and I think that's where a lot of people miss out, whether you're a B2B brand, whether you're in a sales organization, is looking at triggers. I mean, LinkedIn alone has like 33, 36 triggers from birthdays to job changes to you know, posting, whatever it is, yeah. some are going to be ranked a little bit higher. You draw the line above the line and below the line. There are a handful that are above the line, but they're triggers. And, you know, figure out what the triggers are. Otherwise, it's just, you know, spray and pray. And I'm going to put a post out there and I hope someone calls me. No, 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 no. You know, <laughs> see what they do. If someone voted on your poll, you know, especially easy to do it, you know, as a sales professional, someone voted on your poll, ask them, hey, Thanks for voting on my poll. What you think? And they may come back and, you know, again, it's not salesy. They engage with you. They gave you permission to reach out to them because they, in a very passive and unintrusive way, you know, I guess that, that, that would be the right word. They're saying, hey, this is what <laughs> you know, let's open up the conversation. A lot of people are shy. 
Right, and that's and that's all part of like the playbook, I imagine, of like that muscle memory of like just kind of moving moving that engagement along. I'm curious when when the C level folks when they come to you because like you talk about like helping them out with their profile. Do you have like a ideal type of client? Like, do you like do they ever come on their own accord? Or are they coming like because the because the organization is like sending them there? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, it's it's a it's a combination of that. Um, and, and it's, you know, the, the hands-on approach is a lot lighter and sensitive than if I was going to do, if we were going to do both of your profiles, you right. know, both of your profiles, we do, we, we top the bottom, we looked at, you know, we just would take it apart because you're, you're trying to start the conversation. A C-level exec, they, they are the face of the company. Okay. Yeah. And typically they're not going to talk as much as you guys would online. You know, and there's yeah. typically the way in that there's, there's, there's two talk tracks. There's, there's the brand of talk track. And then there's one thing that they might have a superpower with. It might be AI. It might be automation. It might be search, what, what, whatever it might be MarTech, whatever it is. And you can't have the execs worry about, I want to talk about these five things. Okay. It just doesn't work. It's hard enough to get an executive say LinkedIn and Twitter, you know, and it's, and it's not, I mean, they all should be on Twitter, but let's just focus on where the fish are first, which is, which is, which is LinkedIn. And there, there, there is an approach. They typically come to say, Hey, my profile doesn't look great. Or the talent acquisition or HR will say these execs profiles don't look good or throw mm -hmm. 10 of them up on the wall and they all look different, you know, which is which is problematic for a fortune 500 company. And it happens, you know, if I were, and even a small mid-sized business, I'd make sure all my execs are singing from the same songbook, you know, just like, let's just look good. It's, it's, it's good branding. Um, yeah. And then you don't go as deep and you focus on things like the headline, things like voice, things yeah. like the about section. You know, and, and that's when people start to roll their eyes and say, ah, I don't have time for this. This is, this is my day job. Well, no, but if, if someone looks at it and say, oh, my God, look at this guy. Um, you know, someone like someone like Julie Sweet from Accenture does an awesome job. OK. Uh, and, and most of the exec at, at, at Accenture, you know, get it, get it right. So when you're looking at a big brand to say who gets it right, how do the execs use content? Except Accenture's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. That has always been my aspirational brand of all the companies I've worked for in B two B. And 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 well, that's the interesting thing actually. Now that I think about it, is I can imagine for a Fortune five hundred executive, their goals on LinkedIn are completely different Absolutely. than like a salesperson, mid level, even just like a smaller business, like. What are they trying to achieve? Is it is it all just like PR and 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 yeah, high level brand good. stuff yeah. or anything yeah. else? It's great. First, first of all, it's not to screw up um, <laughs> <laughs> because um, they you, you, they watch what they say. I mean, it yeah. sounds silly, but they're the, they're the face of the company. Who who looks at their profiles? Their competition, their peers. Okay, so it's it's sort of like you know, don't don't embarrass yourself. The street, the analysts, the advisors all these people so it's carefully curated it, it has to be carefully curated unless you were like you know when i worked at uh, when i worked at sap jonathan becker jonathan ran his own stuff awesome yeah. you know and and uh, i think he's on with the san jose sharks now uh but he wow. did a great job and he was truly hands-on um uh, you know someone like julie sweet probably has someone that works with her uh other other c other c levels you know the ones I, that i that i know have directors of communications that work with them 
and so, so they don't screw up. Uh, then there's the PR, you know, because um, you know they, that that that's where the corp comms, you know, getting that corp comms type of message out there, yeah. uh, and then it's banging the drum for whatever particular thing that they want to sell. And you you go within a, a big organization, let's say like an Oracle, uh, and they're, they're going to be selling different things, and their execs are probably going to have a talk track. You know, someone might talk about diversity and inclusion. Someone might talk about something that they sell, and that's great. You know, it's it's a team, and they all if they're all covering the important things that are above the line, that's a good thing. Someone has to coordinate that. Does that happen? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and and that goes back to your initial conversation around when you know who you're who you're talking and know what their pain points are. Like you're ready to speak to that. You're ready to speak to like the C-suite versus when you do talk to like a professional and they are really like much more in the weeds and and know like people like doing things for them basically. Yeah. Well, to, I mean, to make the sale, I mean, the closer to the sun you get, you know, the yeah. simpler it has to be uh, yeah. to understand it, to find it useful, to understand the impact. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it's closer to the sun you get, it's the dashboard, it's three numbers, it's something simple. I got to get on a sell. I got a billion dollar sale going on. I got a half a million dollar you know, order coming in. They're not going to pay attention, but they understand it's important. Um, How do you stay away from the sun yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me a curse. Floating <laughs> yeah, down to the earth. You know, you, 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 you pick it up with years of experience, you know, you just, you know, and, and you come in with just a simple pitch. It's like if you had 30 seconds in an elevator, if anyone is goes into an elevator anymore and ran into the person that's going to make that decision for your sale, you're not going to, you're not going to get into the weeds of the features yeah. and benefits. You're going to get into the weeds like, Hey, I understand your problem. These are the three things I can do. There you go. And Hey, you got my attention. Okay. Now talk to my person. And, and that's sort of, it's yeah. Like that. I actually, you actually brought up a great question for me, right? I'm curious, like say two years from now, I, I, I'm a firm believer that social selling is going to be the way to go, right? I feel like having a personal brand is going to be the only way you're going to be able to penetrate enterprise accounts and build that trust and all that other good stuff. But like, say for instance, you're in a big organization like Oracle, right? You have 100,000 followers, right? Versus a salesperson who has 8,000 followers. Should you be compensated more for that? Or what? what is the value of that? What, of you and your 8,000 followers? No, just 8,000 versus somebody who has 100,000. So say, for instance, I have 100,000. I'm at Oracle. I post every single day. Right. I've generated millions of impressions for the brand. What is the value of that? It's like the value of a stream to me. That's how I like kind of well, compute I, I, it. I, I, you're sort of investing yourself. So I think that makes your sale and your, your value prop a little more compelling, you know, if, gotcha. if you build that up. You know, and to your point, Jared, you know, the way, to, the way, of, the way of the future is social, is social selling. I just think it becomes selling. You know, that's yeah. what selling is. If you look like digital marketing, uh, it, there, there is really no more regular marketing unless you work for a brand and have yeah. just TV. Um, and it's and it's like a ABM. It's all sort of ABM. Exactly. Um, you know, and uh, it just, you know, it, and I think the biggest concern, though, um, and, and fear is, is relying too much on tech. You know, yes. why too much on because ABM, you can just go into this abyss and like we do this and we do that, we do six cents, we do this. <laughs> and, so, and they're all tools, you know, the help yeah. built machine, you yeah. know, uh, it's just using the right one at the right time. But at the end of the day, it's it's understanding 
how to how to communicate and you know how, how to build your your particular audience you know your your eight thousand followers and how to curate that and ultimately it's going to get into the martech machine but too yeah. many people from the cmo down rely on martech because what it what it ends up being it brings up bring a bright shiny object that i can point to my boss and say hey we got this look at these metrics and exactly. his or her boss may say uh oh, i guess that's good you know Looks good to me. I feel it. Yeah, <laughs> totally agree. You've seen that. But, uh, that that's certainly something. You know, you, I just don't think you can automate the conversation game, uh, and and you know, the, yeah. you know, helping people nur nurture and cultivate, you know, what their opportunities, what their problems are, so you can come in and solve. Um, you know, that's one yeah. man's point of view. <laughs> I agree with you, man. You have to be genuine. Like people, people sniff that stuff. Just lift that shit from a mile away, right? Obviously, I'm in sales. I want to sell it to you, right? But I'm not going to pitch on the very first DM. Is a bunch. I've got a, a list of things that you should and should not do. And I'm curious for you. To, uh, my last question for you, Jerry, is um, from LinkedIn, right? What are your thoughts on stories? And what are some trends that you're seeing right now for people who are listening that um, they may want to start building their personal brand or want to, you know, use social more effectively, specifically LinkedIn? So, what are your thoughts about stories? And what are your, some trends that you're identifying currently? Um. You know, when 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 whenever you can use video um, and and some sort of yeah. animation, that's I mean, think about it. Just what is native behavior? People are you, you got to capture their attention. OK, it's got to be short, you know, whether it's like nine to nine to 15 seconds uh, and it's got to add some value. Uh, so whether you know, whether it's stories or short form video uh, it, it, that's the place to start. Yeah. The key is it's just, it's simple and it's focused and you pay attention to the trend. You know, at the end of the day, it, it, it's, it's really old school. It's about, it's about direct marketing and yeah. it's given me that right message at the right time on the right channel to the right audience. Uh, you know, it's, you know, when I, when I worked at HBO, I worked at HBO for 19, 20 years mm -hmm. and that's all we did. We did direct response TV. That was the first time that has come out of my mouth and <laughs> or direct mail or we had yeah. direct mail TV. Today. I remember those days. I look for the direct piece of direct mail. It's going to come in your box. But at the same time, it's 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 adding value and getting people with with, the, you know, with the right. You know, it, are, are stories the way to go for B2B? I don't know. Probably not. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I liked it as a salesperson because it allowed me to create good conversations. If you viewed my stories, I can send a DM to you and it's not intrusive, like you say. So I liked it and I actually can see who's actually reading my stuff, right? Yeah, the views yeah. are kind of fluffy. You get 5,000 views and uh, Fugazi, Fugazi. But you know what I mean? Well, and, and like Insta. Insta was was something that we, we had to build stories. We had to build channels. We had to be on Instagram. At yeah. the end of the day, if I work for a, B, a big B2B tech company, besides culture and a talent acquisition play, you know, where the play probably would be, would be here's examples of what our customers are doing with our stuff. That, that I think exactly. is just that, that would just knock it out of the park. But, you know, if you have a dollar to spend, uh, you know, is that, is that juice worth the squeeze to spend it on all that video production Great for point. a story on Insta or even for a post on Insta? I Great don't know. Uh, if I had an unlimited budget, I'd do a lot. But if yeah, budget, you know, and, and I want to get more budget next year. I'm going to have to make sure a dollar I spend gets me, you know, 10x, 15x, exactly. KPI, whatever that KPI is going to be.
Exactly. And I, and I do want to say a comment, what you said about the value. Right. And I, somebody asked me this and I would love to hear both of your takes on this. Right. I hate the word value. I think it's very subjective. Right. If you just think about value, because what's valuable to you, Jerry, may not be valuable to me. Right. right. I'm right. pretty sure there's a lot of information I have. I'm like, yeah, every salesperson knows this. And then I see two weeks later, somebody posted on LinkedIn and it's got a thousand views. I mean, thousand likes. And I'm like, damn it. I knew it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so, so like, I think we, sh we shouldn't get hung up on value too much. You just have to do and do what, do what feels right to you. Right. Whether it's storytelling, whether it's like I've put up post about somebody ghosting me on a phone call and I got a hundred likes, right? Because that's real. That's what happens, right? I'm eight o'clock at night. I've got a meeting. I could be with my kids and you just ghosted me without saying anything. It right. happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like the value part is very subjective. But I would love to hear like, what do you say to somebody who's like, what is valuable? Like, what is, how do I know what is value for my audience? How should I create content based on that? Well, I mean, your 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 ears to the ground. You you have to pay attention. You know, by you yeah. by you being engaged. And, and reading and following, you know, following the posts, there, there's so much out there. So, you, so you, true. You, the spidey senses have to kick in. To <laughs> say, all right, this is what I, and, and you, you don't understand that unless you read and engage. You know, you can't spend your whole day, your whole day in the 50 LinkedIn groups that you follow. Okay. You can't, but you know, my advice is you follow, you follow two or three, you follow those leading edge blog bloggers that have a point of view yeah. uh, and then you take that point of view and, and wrap it in your point of view to people and exactly. you know, what are what what are what are the general pain points that are out there and i think that's where you start you know people obviously don't want to be sold through right away so you yeah. figure out what the what those things that people are you know for a while was uh mobile um and it was probably ai it was probably ar you know it's like you get a lot of people saying or even avm for that matter yeah. ABM, ABM. Do you understand what ABM is? You know, so you know everyone's just dropping this ABM, and I've been places like that. All right, what about adding social ABM? Well, why would we do that? Oh, you know, it's just, just really, yeah, I, I've had that conversation before. But it's really that what what you think everybody knows, and being able and, and, or something that's or something that's complex, they're probably one of the same, and wrapping it in your point of view that breaks it down into something that's really simple. You know, and I, yeah. I think that's how, you know, you get to what you're trying to get to. Yeah, I'm it's with you. Fun. You're building content. You want to resonate. And the big issue that comes full circle as we as we bring this to an end is just this, this issue of building relationships and wanting to scale at the same time. And how do you, like you know, come to terms with both of those issues where it's like you want to get your message out to as many people, but you also need to have that time for those one-to-one -one conversations. Um, time is what, to answer your question, Jared, I think your own time is the value, right? Yeah. So true. So true, man. I, I love both points, man. I thank you so much. I know Jerry will a couple minutes yeah, over, Jerry. man, but I want to thank you so much, brother. I'm always going to- great. It went like it went like that. I know, man. I, I'm a big fan of yours, man. I'm, I'm always rooting for you, brother. Thank you for what you've been able to help me with my content strategy, man, because that one line and me seeing you post every single day, man, gave me confidence to keep going out there. So oh, come on, thank man. you. I'm thank on. you, brother. I, I, I really appreciate you. You've got a beer and a lunch. Anytime you're in New York, you let me know. I'll meet you anywhere. Free beers on me, my treat, man. favorite brewery I have in Brooklyn. <laughs> I'll be there. You tell me the time, brother. <laughs> I'll be there. But thank you again for everybody watching, guys. Next week, we have a great episode. Um, we actually have the um, Nikki Ivy, who's actually a top LinkedIn voice, right? So she's going to be trying to, you know, piggybacking off these same points that we've been speaking about today. Um, we appreciate all the love and the support, guys. And we see you guys next week, man. Jerry, thanks again, brother. Thank Pleasure. you, Jerry. Pleasure. See you guys. All right. Take care. See you guys.